Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a simmer. I'm also a big fan of history. I love untold tales, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share a few of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so... Don't leave too soon, I'm gonna teach you stuff No, it won't be tough, gonna go a year till you've had enough It's 365 Today in 2000, The Sims was released for the first time. It was designed by Will Wright and originally made for personal computers and released via Electronic Arts and Maxis. Maxis had a previously released game called SimCity, a popular game where users built a simulation city, but between the release of SimCity and The Sims, their games had been largely unsuccessful. Will Wright is said to have wanted to create a virtual dollhouse after his home burned down in an Oakland firestorm in 1991. As he rebuilt his home in life, he thought about what aspects of that experience would be an interesting computer simulation game. At first, his employers at Maxis didn't like the idea and didn't think it sounded very exciting, but when EA bought Maxis in 1997, they were down to give Wright the funding to try the game out. As the years went by of building and designing the game, Wright also began to see it as a satire of consumer culture in the United States. He got to thinking about why people buy things and how they think it will influence their happiness. This built into The Sims in the form of their wants and needs. How do the things we buy fulfill our own wants and needs, and how could we mimic our experiences with a computer game? He used a ton of different pop culture, aspects to influence building the game, architecture from the 70s, urban design theory, and various psychologists including Abraham Maslow, who developed an influential theory of motivation based on his hierarchy of needs. Wright used his hierarchy and inspiration for building out The Sims' wants and needs system. The Sims hit the ground running and sold 6 million copies by 2002. This made it the best-selling PC game ever at the time, beating out former lead fantasy game Myst. If you've never played The Sims, well, you should definitely start, but I'll tell you a little bit about how it's played. You create a family of Sims, you move them into a house, and then you control every aspect of their daily interactions, from cooking food and washing dishes to going to work and parenting. It's somewhere between playing God and directing a play and reading a book, all bound up into one little bundle. Sims can date, get married, break up, have babies, form friendships, and so on and so forth. As players play, they try to control the desires and needs of their Sims, making sure they don't become exhausted, starve, or pee on the floor. Much like life. Every Sim starts out with 20,000 simoleons to build a home and start their lives, though many players choose to cheat using some well-known and loved cheat codes. Rosebud forever. While some parts of the game are hyper-realistic, The Sims also delves into both silly and supernatural, like letting Sims grow a cow plant that can devour unsuspecting Sims and a series-long obsession with gnomes. On the supernatural side, depending on the expansion pack, Sims can become mermaids, vampires, and spellcasters. Different players like to focus on different aspects of the game. Some people love building mansions and intricate architecture, for instance, while other players on day-to-day gameplay 
prefer to think about generational family building. Some people like to create disasters for their sims to live or die through, while other people want the game to hew as closely to the mundane realities of normal life as possible. That's the beauty of The Sims and why it's endured for 21 years. Players can really make their experience their own. Personally, I love The Sims. I've been playing it for as long as I can remember, and my favorite part about it is building. I admittedly use cheat codes of all kinds to enhance my building experience without limits, and custom content is one of my favorite things to add to the game. EA and Maxis ended up releasing seven expansion packs in conjunction with The Sims 1, as well as two deluxe editions. The Sims 2 followed on September 14th, 2004. The Sims 2 developed into a full 3D game, while The Sims 1 had appeared more like a flowing 2D projection image. Sims aged through more life stages and were given individual aspirations. Though the games are in a sense timeless with no designated year or world events to place them inside a time, within the world of The Sims themselves, the second game actually takes place about 25 years later, with major developed families having grown by generation the famous goth family being the most notable example. The Sims 2 got eight expansion packs and nine stuff packs over the ensuing years before the release of The Sims 3 in 2009. In the context of The Sim World, The Sims 3 takes place before Sims 1 and had a new entirely open world where Sims could travel between neighbors' houses with a loading screen. In its first week on the market, it sold 1.4 million copies, which made it the largest PC release in the history of gaming. The Sims 4 was released in 2004, and expansion packs for the version of the game are still being released today in 2021. Though The Sims 4 is criticized by fans for going back to a closed-world model versus the open world of The Sims 3, others believe that the shorter loading times, faster operating speeds, and ability of individual Sims to travel between worlds makes up for the loss. I personally play The Sims 4. It's the one that I'm most familiar with. I do own almost every single expansion pack, and I personally like my gameplay experience. The Sims also has an entire language called Simlish derived from Ukrainian and Tagalog. Frequently, players often greet each other with Simlish greetings and goodbye, like Sulsul and Dagdag. I actually had to learn Simlish when I was doing a cover of Prom Dress for The Sims' updated music catalog. Um, they wanted a cover of Prom Dress and Simlish, and so, of course, I delivered it, but at the experience of trying to learn how to sing in Simlish in the first place. Thankfully, because I played this game for so long, I'm actually familiar with the words and the language slightly to give me a leg up when it came to recording in the studio. And now I know the entire Simlish version of Prom Dress by heart. We'll save that for another time though. The Sims is one of the only video games to have a majority female playership. The Sims was also the first ever video game to allow same-sex relationships, and gay marriage was allowed in The Sims before it was passed as legal in any of the 50 states. In the current iteration of The Sims, there is a setting to let male Sims become pregnant and let female Sims impregnate other Sims. The team at EA tries to keep their finger on the pulse of how the culture of gender and sexuality changes and reflect it inside the game. The Sims has been awarded numerous Guinness World Records, Shout out to our November 10th episode about the Guinness World Records. Like most expansion packs for video game series and best-selling PC game series, since the release of The Sims 1 on February 4th, 2000, The Sims has earned more than $5 billion. We Americans aren't the only ones who love The Sims, though. The French love it so much that The Sims has its own commemorative French postage stamp. Today, The Sims has sold over 200 million copies of its various iterations, making it one of the best-selling game series of all time. EA is still producing expansion content for The Sims 4 at a quick clip. The latest release was the Paranormal Stuff expansion pack at the end of January. 
Along with expansion packs, EA regularly tries to release game updates to meet the requests of fans. For instance, the most recent game update included a people of the skin tone system to make racially diverse sims more realistic and easy to create. Ubavru's Badu, The Sims. That means happy birthday in Simlish. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Now we're going to hear from a musical guest that I'm super excited to have on the show, Layla Blue. She is a lovely individual. We've had the pleasure of being able to write together and work in a studio. Um, She's wonderful. I am so glad she's here. Take it away, Layla. February 4th, 2020, a year ago today, was my first headlining show at the Slipper Room in New York City. It was the first time I played with a full band, the first time I was able to execute a vision that had existed in my head for a long time. And it sold out. There was a line around the block an hour before the show started, and a full house when I stepped on stage. And with most of the crowd knowing my lyrics, it was pretty much everything I had ever hoped for. Few times have I felt so alive in my life. And something clicked on that day. For the first time, the idea of being a performer felt real and tangible. The show's success led to my booking a dozen more shows, most of which got canceled due to the pandemic that hit a month later. I'm so grateful that I was able to have that experience before everything shut down. I daydream about it a lot. It's what I picture when I feel hopeful for the future. And I am hopeful for the future. And now for our final segment of the day, I'm going to go into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a February 4th in my life. February 4th, 2018, three years ago, I surpassed 2 million plays on SoundCloud. Um, That was like for total um, songs. I believe it was two years of posting music. I had 2 million plays falling, or no, Feelings Are Fatal, I think at that point was my most popular track that I had on SoundCloud and it got half a million streams in the year, which is wild to me because it is now three years later from that date. Um, Let me check what it is at. At least on Spotify, Feelings Are Fatal is 65 million streams, which is crazy to me. Feelings Are Fatal was the first song that I wrote um, about being sad and I was very scared to share it because I wasn't sure if people would actually resonate with it. I think sometimes at that point, I just felt like being sad was cheesy and a shameful thing to feel. I obviously don't feel that way now. I'm very open about my experiences with depression and anxiety. Um, But yeah, I was just blown away at the idea that people could appreciate and resonate with lyrics that I had to write about my own experiences with mental health and my relationships in my life. And now it has 65 million plays three years later. So you never know. Sometimes being open is a good thing. Thanks so much for going back in time with me today. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more facts from yesterday. It's 365 with MXM2. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.
65.